0: To Wonder Pod episode 289. <laughs> the, I, can, I can hear, I can hear, I can hear edition. Um, joining me this week,
1: he's the only one because Tonator's off on the Wiley Job Hunt again. It's John. Hey, everybody. What's up? Is, it, is everyone excited for the new Spider Man in the new Cap, Cap uh, trailer? I am a little bit. Uh, I, I'm to the point where I'm saturated with superhero stuff. <laughs> I'm almost there too, I'll I'll admit that. But yeah, you know, I I got a soft spot for Spidey. I always have. So yeah. Well I'm Sp- happy. I, I'm, 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 I don't know anything about the movie or why he's in it or what's gonna happen. I mean I'm in the, mo- the comics might give me some indication, I suppose, but uh his ma- <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just happy that he looks like he looks like uh, classic uh, John Romita Senior uh, in that costume. So I'm happy with, with that with that small touch at least.
0: Is that the one that like we grew up with? Yeah, yeah. Like if you think about um, like the '80s cartoon shows that you and I are
1: kind of, kind of, uh, sort of like that. But um, like the when Spider-Man really got big, and 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 Ramita had that he had a huge run after uh, <clears throat> I guess after uh, Dicko got 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 off the the title, and there was a, there was a bit of transition, and Ramita came on, and he was like the permanent guy. Through you know most of the seventies and I think into the early eighties, but it's yeah, it's it's classic stuff.
0: Yeah, I like the more classic Spider-Man. I guess the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man kind of is basically the suit I'm thinking of. Mm -hmm. I'm. uh, It's funny because there's so many aspects of my life where details matter to me, and I will fuss over the smallest thing on a project, but it sure as fuck doesn't show up in. anywhere in this podcast <laughs> <laughs> because i'm sure that there are going to be spider-man nerds that may stumble across this podcast screaming and hollering about you know the difference on the on the around the eyes or the emblem or this and that you know it, it's just too much for me to keep up with not being a super nerd of comic books and so I have to pick points of reference but man can that get you in trouble i, I on the internet i actually haven't seen much about the uh, the uh uh captain america civil war that one actually because it's actually pitting good guys versus good guys for lack of a better term and i'm well aware that i'm completely under explaining that especially from the comic book sense i kind of i i'm kind of more interested in that you know I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, that Iron Man shouldn't be Iron Man and the Avengers shouldn't be the Avengers. You know, that they should write something new so it's something new. But when by happenstance a different type of storyline comes along in a comic book or comic book movie, which is what I think Captain America, the next Captain America is going to present, um, or a different type of conflict, then I'm going to be far more interested as a casual fan of these movies. You know what I mean? It's it's something new and different. And I mean, again, I'm not saying that 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 are trying to be elitist and say that all the Ironmans and Spidermans and Supermans and Batman's. I know I'm mixing universes. Were for oh excuse me We're for were formulaic, but but they follow a very similar plot line. Mm-hmm. Or very similar layout, and so when you give me something new, I'm not I'm not screaming for it all the time. But when you give it to me, then I'm very happy to have it. Right, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, let's see if this actually comes up. Yeah, yeah, that, more or less. That's yeah. that's what I was thinking.
1: Yeah, like the, um, the, lines on the the lines on the lines on the suit are are, are 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 widespread apart. The eyes had the, the black around the white. um right, and, yeah, like. It's, it's it's the pretty classic Spider Man look. That's kind of the one I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Same, so even though I mean, though I, as I was like was glancing through, he his run was like late sixties, er, uh, early the mid seventies, but but still, I mean, that's still what I I associate with Spider Man. Right,
0: but I, I don't know if it made it in Canada, but um, well, apparently, when I click on Google image search links, I'm not signed in anymore. Okay, <laughs> that's a new no. one um oh maybe because it's oh because it's dot ca can we just get over this shit that shit at some point <laughs> oh no it's canadian i better use my canadian account that i made just for doing things in canadian ish
1: <laughs> canadianese <laughs> yeah
0: oh i need to send you a video link i'd have to find a, a youtube video with him um uh, where you definitely get to hear him quite a bit, but there's this YouTuber that plays with other YouTubers that I watch and follow. Mm-hmm. Dude is the most Doug and Bob sounding guy I've ever heard. <laughs> and the video I want to find you is when he's playing with the two Scottish le- lunatics that I like as and, and Chowboy, because picture Doug and Bob playing with two guys from Glasgow and they're accusing each other constantly of not being able to understand the other. And if I didn't have my years of experience or 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 misadventures, whatever you want to call it, of listening to different accents, I wouldn't understand them. In fact, mm-hmm. the two guys from Glasgow, or Glaswegians, as Agent K told me, um, they were pretty difficult for me to understand at first. Um Back in the Morphe Nation days, we had a couple guys, and of course that was early doing voice stuff. We had a couple guys that had pretty thick, I guess stereotypical is what you'd call it, uh, Canadian accents, you know. Mm -hmm. But this guy is just, he's also really funny is the thing. Uh, You know, that's, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't even be worth bringing up to you just for the accent. It must be like I was trying to insult you. But the guy is also extremely funny. And extremely worth listening to. And you know how, I'm sure you have certain words, I know I do, that that are more difficult than others. And when you're excited or frustrated or scared, you just kind of, it, it just all falls apart. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy's accent gets thicker as it all falls apart. And same with the two yeah. Scots. I mean, it's just, it's it was really interesting. And the .ca thing reminded me. But... Yeah, it seems like maybe the comic book movies are heading for glut at this point. I mean, I'm not sure I'm going to be willing to give Superman v. Batman a pass because of that. (laughs) Not not after almost an entire year of doing nothing but make fun of it. (laughs) Um, You know, show business folks gotta gotta keep up the comedy. Uh, But I, I guess because Marvel's track record is so proven... They're going to get more leeway. I'm not really seeing how Spider-Man, who is always more of a low-key, not angry character, is going to fit in this Civil War scenario. But I'm willing to see how it plays out, I think. Yeah. Um, I was telling John before the show, before we got on the, the Spider-Man stuff, uh, <laughs> that I got a new phone tonight. It shipped to me because the it's just a long story. If you're an Android head and want to know, hit me up on Twitter, I'll tell you all about it. (laughs) But the joke that I wasn't going to make pre-show, John, so you didn't have to hear it twice, was essentially I've had an intense negotiation with my testicles, and uh, we have decided that I will be getting a little red wagon to pull behind me so that my new phone can ride in comfort, and I can maintain my comfort. I just, you know, it's funny because I play up the old man off my lawn stuff a lot, YouTube videos, this stuff... Truthfully, a lot of times it is just absolutely that it's an act. But this bigger phone thing, man, it's one of the it's one of the true. Are you fucking kidding me? Maybe I am getting too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> because I pulled the phone out of the box. It's a Samsung Galaxy. It's the latest one. Like I said, I know we I know there's a ton of iPhone users listening. And again, I feel like I have to say this every time. I don't care what phone you use. If you're happy with it, great. I just prefer. Uh, android and uh i i laid it next to my old one and i'm just i I, this will be the only time i talk about it on the show unless i find some neat feature i want to share with you guys but or or really really enjoy the phone i'm usually pretty neutral or me about phones as long as i make phone calls and text i'm pretty good uh but I'm just going to have to now accept that I've moved up to the bigger class of phones and hope they don't get much bigger than this. I mean, do you pack your, which iPhone do you have? I don't even know. I, I have a 6. So you have the 6, the straight up 6 or the S? Uh,
1: the straight up 6, uh, but it's the uh, the one with the bigger, um, um, not hard drive, but memory. The 6 Plus. So that'd be the Plus? Yeah, I guess that so, was 6 Plus. Do you not, 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 not like the, not the oversized one, but like the internal memory is, it's yeah, six, it's a 32 gigabyte six iPhone.
0: Yeah. The, the seven that I got is 32. I guess there's a 64 version too. But again, since I don't use my phone for a lot, um, outside of communicating with people I, that made no difference to me. Uh,
1: but do you put that, do you actually put that in like a your jeans pocket? Yes, and at first it was very distracting, <laughs> but now I've I've, I've gotten uh, used to it. Well, as many more testicle jokes as I can make I can probably
0: make John uncomfortable in the process. I will I will refrain from doing that. But here is one thing where this is all on me. I don't like having stuff in my pocket. Change drives me bonkers. I use because I work in agriculture. You need a knife almost on a daily basis for stuff. Um, I ne- I have never used pocket knives. I've always used the kind that that you know have the little thing on them, so you can put them in your back pocket or side pocket, depending on what kind of pants I'm wearing. So that is a personal bugaboo that I should just get the fuck over. <laughs> but at the same time, it also plays up the fact that how much bigger this phone is, you know. And so it just it's 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 stupid. But at the same time, I got to make a sad joke about. It. My testicles in a little red wagon. Because, I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I think the other problem, too, is I'm so compartmentalized in my mm-hmm. life that I'm never that far away or never on a time frame where I have to do more things on my phone. I can either move to my tablet, laptop, or desktop, you know, for, for, big, for some functions. Right. Uh, I use my phone in a pinch, but... But most of the time, I, my life is set up that I can pretty much do uh, do it without having to rely on my phone. So, we'll see. I have to admit, I will say, in Samsung's defense and Apple's, it was a lot uh, shorter than I thought it was going to be. When I laid my old one next to it, and my old one is an S4 Mini. It's not even a regular S4. <laughs> I, was, I was like, no, Okay. Fucker's thinner and lighter. I'll give, them, I'll give them props. The damn thing looks nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if nothing else, I'm just going to slap cases on it. That's the only thing about this being a, a, oh, it releases tomorrow phone. It's like, fuck, how long am I going to have to wait on a case? <laughs> I'm not very mindful about my phones. Mm. I don't give a fuck with the way they do plans now. They can't cancel my insurance, so I break it. They're going to have to fucking replace it. Uh, <laughs> there was something else. Oh, did you see... Glacinator and I's back and forth on Facebook
1: mm, about the one?
0: doom stuff. For this is more. Re- this show's going to be a lot of revisits for you people that hate us going out about yeah, topics. I, yeah, it's I over.
1: That. I I, I browse through, but I didn't know we'd be talking about it again. But
0: well, we're we're not necessarily going to be talking about it. At, uh, but the 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 super red. Uh, artwork, and the one that I said I could do a better job in Photoshop, then this is for the audience, mostly. Earlier this week on Twitter, I saw people bitching and moaning because a poll from ID Software had gone not in their favor, and so I did a little homework. Um, those two pieces of art we were making fun of last week were actually done by ID artists, as in id Software, as in the company that makes Doom. Uh Uh-huh, okay. Not only that, but the uh the one it, this is going to be the reverse cover on the sleeve, which I even saw one or two people going, I will as soon as I buy it, I will immediately turn around to the alternate cover. How god awful. I thought, "Oh my fucking god." And so I saw the two options, and I knew at that point we were done ever talking about art on the show unless one of you two wanted to bring it up, and then I was just going to sit there and make cow noises because I have lost all just ability to rationalize what people find is, is good. Obviously, my tastes are just such shit that I have no business talking about it. Of course, if we <laughs> stopped talking about stuff based solely on that, we would sit here mute for probably an hour. But mm. anyway, <laughs> those two pieces are not only were they made by uh, apparently in software people, but the one that I saw the bulk of people flipping out about on Twitter was. The that they wanted to win was the one that I said I could Photoshop better.
1: <laughs>
0: so to make a long story even longer, I am making a proclamation from the that from this day forward, the internet has lost all rights telling me what is art and what isn't art, and you can fuck off. I will only listen to Glacinator and John when he has an opinion that he feels strongly about. The rest of you can kiss my ass. <laughs> And we wonder why they say art is subjective. <laughs> oh, that's a little cleanup from last week. Um, oh, also, too, there's a new term I want everybody to use. The Division came out. The Destiny-like, world's gone but there's no zombies shooter from uh, Ubisoft this week. Mm-hmm. First yep. off, congrats, Ubi. They had a few launch day kerfuffles and a one bug not so much a bug but one asshole problem apparently when you spawn into a safe house when you first spawn in uh a jerk could stand in a door and so keep everybody from going out (laughs) so Mm -hmm. they had a few issues with that not sure it's really fixable given how collision works but troll's gonna troll as Glacinator likes to say I did uh, want to smack myself in the face with a hammer when I saw uh, a quote from some idiot on Reddit who said that Debs, need, he had a screenshot, I went and looked at the Reddit thread, he had a screenshot, and without a trace of irony that I could find, he said that this guy is door blocking us, this is the most horrible thing I've ever seen, Ubisoft and other shooter devs need to be well aware of things like this and make sure it never happens again, and in Ubi's games or other games. He proved to me he was probably between the age of 14 and 17. Because that was a problem in Modern Warfare 2. That was a problem in uh, uh, some Fable game In the second Fable. I mean, there, any time there's character model collision, it's going to be a problem. There was a game Agent K and I played not too long back. Where I was really worried that was going to be a troll device. To the point where I wasn't really sure I want to play that. I can't. Think of the name of the game, and he was no help. Mm-hmm. But I also need to say, uh, real quick, and that this will lead to a, a question I wanted to ask you, John. Part of the reason I didn't get The Division, and part of the reason I didn't get Rainbow Six Siege either, is both those games are tax shooters, or strat shooters, whatever you want to call them. Which means you really need at least two or three good buddies. Like, I'd be totally cool rolling in there with you and Glace. I'd be totally cool even if we sucked to the moon. Or I'd be totally cool with rolling in there with Agent K and Stu, because you need at least two or three other players that you can talk to and that you can work with. Right. Otherwise, you are fucking boned. I mean, people. I, I got to give people who are playing it with just random players a lot of credit. And this really isn't a typical rant about randoms. This just is really hard for people to understand how different these games are. To like COD Battlefield and Halo. You know, I can get full enjoyment out of rolling into Halo, uh, Battlefield 4 without anybody. I'll either jump from squad to squad till I find one that wants to actually play the damn objective. Or I'll just lone wolf it and play the objective by myself, you know. Right. And it's a total fun experience. Playing tactical shooters without buddies is just, it's pointless for me. I don't need the blood pressure disaster at this point in my lifetime, you know. But I'm glad it's a good game. Agent K's loved it. He's been playing it on PS4. I've seen lots of people on my Twitter feed playing it. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah I, I've, seen, I've, I've seen the same thing. in My, my Twitter feed uh, there's a lot of, a lot of people uh, on there playing.
0: But have you passed up a game? No, I want to say I want to say it differently. I damn it, I had it in my head. I had the question phrased in my head right before the show, and then get on the show and. Then... <laughs> like my own private stupid language and by that i mean language of stupid uh what's the last game you passed up not because it was bad but because it had components that you knew you just weren't going to get enough use out of to make it worth a purchase you know cuz like i i literally have not played rainbow six siege or uh the division simply because i just don't want to be Confronted with randoms, and one other reason for the division,
1: right? Well, um, at first, uh, I passed up Left 4 Dead 2 because I I knew that I didn't I, I had missed the bubble on Left 4 Dead 2. Um, I mean, I I, I mean, I, I played it a little bit. I, I think I rented it back when you could rent games <clears throat> and played a little and played it a little bit on my Xbox. And then I remember having the complaint that it was a bit too tough. But then I didn't have I, I, I so I gave it up for a bit and. And I know I, I I played Left 4 Dead with you guys uh, a couple times, but it didn't. It seemed like by the time I was ready to jump into Left 4 Dead 2, after I had a bit more, bit more experience with with first person shooters, that the 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 bubble had passed and I, and there was no one truly to really play. Now I, I did I, I did eventually get it for our our uh, Let's Play uh, Wonder Plays video, but that was because I got it like dirt cheap. It was like a, it was like less than five bucks. It might have been. A, on some steam sale or something, so or 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 you bought it for me or something, whatever it was. um did I buy it for you?
0: No, that, I bought you I bought you something,
1: but I didn't buy you that. yeah, it was
0: something I but... don't remember it I know it was cheap. Maybe that's why we did it for Wonder Place. I think that's more the right track, John. yeah, I think I saw it was like four ninety nine and I told you pick it up and we'll just do it for a Wonder place because I knew Glace and I had it.,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. So, so I mean, I got it for that very reason, but I, 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 I avoided it up until then because of because of the bubble, and you know, recently I say on Twitter that I, I finally bought Star Wars Battlefront, and because um, it was on sale, which I'm glad it finally was, because I was I was starting to think it was going to go the way of Left 4 Dead 2, and that I would miss, uh, you know, the bubble of people who were, you know, at least in some part new to the to the game, and and this be. Either owned by randos or, I haven't granted. I haven't played with any friends yet, but but it's more about uh, you know, is it is it still a a hot game? And of course it still is. So I've jumped in. We've jumped into that uh, at the right time for us. Anyway,
0: the next time you have a question about a game like that, be sure to message me because Battlefield Four taught me a valuable lesson. That game came out in 2013. I still can find six or seven conquest servers that are full that i might have to wait for now the reason i say that i might have to wait for is because there's certain aspects that i'm not going to bore the audience or you to death with um that i want and and with that with the dlc packs that i want with the things that i want i can still find six or seven full servers 64 v 64 or 64 player 32 versus 32 on a nightly basis. So I'm keeping better tabs of what games are sticking around. Yeah, I didn't see on Twitter, I saw on Facebook that you that you had gotten it. It's yes. it's still one of those ones. I mean, the, the we all have busy lives, you know. And so it's hard to to get people together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But in future, you know, if you're thinking you could picture a time period where you could play for an hour or so. And it's a game you want to play, you know, you shouldn't hesitate to ask me, especially me, because we both play on PC and Glacinator if it's if it's available on Mac. Because even an hour here and there with friends is great. And th- there's a, I, I would say that I would be willing to go to the $20, $30 range if it guaranteed me like four or five hours total playing with you two or playing, you know, when, when I want to do it with AJK and Stu.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, Arc Survival Evolved. I've got, like, 350 hours in that game now. For the first year it was out, I had maybe 10. <laughs> the bulk of that has been, after its first year anniversary, from, like, last August, let's say. I can't remember when Stuart got his new new PC and, and really got into it. Till just recently. I think I'm done with it now. I think I'm done with it for a good long time. It's just, it's run its course. But, um... It, it it's just like, uh, I still see tons of YouTube videos about Gary's mod and other things. I mean, there's so many games that you can play in brief sessions that you just, you just got to kind of put it out there that, Hey, I could do this, you know, or Hey, I could do that. And it, sometimes it's difficult, but with the division of rainbow six, um, you know, it's funny watching people talk about the division, the, the door blocking thing I got mad about, but the, I find amusement in people, marveling at all of these features that have been in every Rainbow Six game, have been in every Ghost Recon game, <laughs> you know, because I'm a fan of those series. You remember I got Ghost Recon Future Soldier on 360. It was me and three other people that bought it, total. But it was a great game. It's a t- totally underrated game. So I'm hoping, if nothing else, that the di- if the- that the Division brings more people to those franchises. You know, I mean, obviously it looks like Ubisoft's trying to do the multiplayer-only thing and and thinks they're going to make a buttload of cash there, and PC gamers will just have to prove them wrong and they'll move on. Uh, Not so much with The Division. But the point in this thing was Loot Shooter. That, to me, is an acceptable term for games like Destiny and The Division. Loot Shooter. Because that's essentially what you're doing. You're going in there every night to the special raids or to the special zones To try and get better weapon mods and loot. And that's where it makes the Division really strong. Because in Ghost Recon, especially, but in Rainbow Six as well, you can mod so many, modify or or upgrade so many parts of your gun that you could play Division Nightly for a long time before you get. And if you play MMOs, you're actually apparently ahead of the game. Because a lot of these shooter players don't understand what damage per second means, and other things that MMO players like myself at Agent K do. He said he's been railing people because he understands the terminology, and so he's upgrading his guns accordingly. <laughs> you know, and it it's really helping him.
1: Mm-hmm. People
0: catch up; they seem to in Destiny too. But I I'm, I I would really appreciate it if the internet started using loot shooter. And that if publishers stopped attempting to foist these things off as fucking MMOs because they're not, the blogs are waking up to it. I'm pretty happy about that. Of course, they've all played Destiny now, so they know that they're they're being sold a bill of goods. And you're not you're if you're attracting MMO players to it, it's MMO players like Agent K or myself that are already played shooters anyway. Right. You know, we're not we're not the audience they were hoping to bait into it. Those people don't leave MMOs. I don't know when devs and pubs are going to get that through their head. Probably never, you know, because that's, I, I mean, that's just, that's just how it works. But so uh, real quick with battlefront or mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: um, just super quick. Was it
1: worth what you paid for it? The, yeah, the, the 40 bucks for sure. I mean, I, I don't know what, what it is in us dollars, if it's the same, but it's, it was eighty bucks regular price for the standard edition, um, and forty bucks. It was, it, it was all fifty percent off. The um, I ended up getting the deluxe one, which was an extra an extra buck or so to get a couple extra a couple unlock <clears throat> excuse me uh, weapons and uh, nothing nothing too crazy to, you know. But it didn't include the season pass. If you wanted the complete edition with the season pass, it was a hundred and something dollars. Um, no, a hundred. God, it was. It was like seventy bucks regular price I don't know it was it was it was ridiculous anyway but for forty bucks uh I think it's okay and where it's where it's all online um multiplayer stuff uh I, I find it's okay there's there's at the very least i can say that there's a lot of variety there's a lot of different different types of fight um uh, games and and lots of different locations and stuff so it keeps things hopping pretty good isn't you're not you don't feel like you're stuck in the same in the same place too long, which is which is which is which is good. Um, uh, and there's also some solo single player. Uh, they're, well, they're more like training than anything else. But they call them missions where you try to you know complete them in the, in the shortest amount of time. But it's not a it's not, it's not a story component. It's just the single player missions. And so they're they're pretty good for getting you used to the controls and stuff. So I've 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 done. I mean, this just in the in the short time I've played it, I've done. You know, dog fighting, uh, multiplayer and dogfighting missions, uh, in X Wings and TIE fighters. And I've also, you know, ridden, um, speeders through Endor and I've gone on, you know, different multiplayer m- maps and, you know, the Hoth, you know, classic Hoth, um, battle where you got to take down the, the walkers and, you know, like this. But then there's also different droid missions and, and you know, cap- capture the base and try to defend your things and, so there's there's different things to do, at the very least, and, 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 the, and the locations are varied. So for 40 bucks, I think I'm in the right ballpark at this point. Maybe a little cheaper would be sweeter, but, you know, $40 bucks is not bad.
0: I would also say, if I didn't tell you the last time we were talking about this, talking about you feeling behind the curve, one thing DICE does really well, and I found this more with Battlefield 4, because it's probably, I guess, the first Battlefield game I've gotten into late. Really late. Um... You never feel outmatched.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, is that slightly different for me? Because I play more shooters in comparison to you. Maybe. But unless you're just going straight up Team Deathmatch, which in a Battlefield or Battlefront game, I would never recommend. Why? (laughs) If you want to do that, save your money. If you want to do that and scream and be frustrated, (laughs) save your money and go buy Counter-Strike Global Offensive. (laughs) You know, it's like... You're going to hear insults you heard me repeat two weeks ago, but it's, you know, if you're into straight-up deathmatching, something like that's probably going to serve you better than than buying a Battlefront or definitely Battlefield game. But in all my time in Battlefield um, 4, I never felt like I wasn't contributing. Now, granted, I played Conquest, which is essentially capture the point, Mm -hmm. but still, they give you so many options and so many different kits to use, that yeah, maybe you don't find a gun that's to your comfort level. I know sometimes that's a big deal to to Patman, but <clears throat> or to Patrick. But for me, I can usually find something that'll get me by, and then I focus on doing the other things. You know, so I did, Right. I guess my point is partially to you and, and a lot to the audience is those days of of feeling behind the curve when you get in late. I think are getting less. I think I think game devs are, to a point are getting that. And they're they're trying to make sure that, that you will um you know, that you will have an enjoyable experience for the most part. Obviously you can't dictate every experience of every player. Uh I'd say COD probably not, but that's because COD's always been a Twitch shooter that you mostly play deathmatch in. I mean yeah. that's the bulk of the reason why I gave up the franchise. It's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Let's see which side gets just far enough ahead so you can camp the fucking spawn. That gets old. I'm not going to, you know, me personally I'm not going to stay in that. But um, the other thing I was going to say and I bought it specifically for the podcast. I pull, I bought and played Stardew Valley. It's hooked me more than I thought it would. <laughs> um, what I will quickly tell you uh, and I could see Wanda maybe enjoying this, John, just what you've said about her gaming habits. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's totally worth it at 15 bucks. If that's 15 US. It's very much like Harvest Moon, but mm-hmm. I also feel elements of Animal Crossing, maybe Viva Pinata. Uh, it's got RPG very light elements to it, but nothing super difficult. Uh, it's very casually paced. Uh, I-, I was uh, extremely impressed with the game, to okay. the point that I've got a <laughs> super-duper MMO I've been waiting on. Of course, they did some things that pissed me off, so that's part of my reason. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I just basically have logged into to get the, hey, you've been here every day updates and maybe done a little AFK fishing while I'm playing Stardew Valley. Uh, it, it it seems to me that it'll run on just about any machine. I'm, in fact, if if the devs of that game ever stumble upon this podcast you need to get it on mac tablets and mobile. It is so I w- I would love that game on my tablet. I would buy right. it again. Okay. But there are a lot of people calling it a rip off of Harvest Moon and for once even though those people are using it for their own sad pathetic reasons, they're not wrong. But there's nothing wrong with that in this case. Mm-hmm. because I went, after I bought it, I bought it on good old games because I decided to throw them a little money. I like to throw them a little money occasionally and then I don't have to worry about being on Steam and, oh, hey, come play this game. Why are you playing that silly-ass game? You know, I get that from some of my Steam friends. Not so much AJK, but other people. And so I, I can just play it in peace and quiet, essentially. <laughs> but it's right. it's it's definitely a value at 15 bucks. It's probably one of the, the best $15 games I've picked up in the last year, I would say. Um, mostly because I can't remember any others that I picked up at fifteen bucks, but it's it's just super super easy. But it hooks you. I mean, it's just so much fun. It's just super. It's just simple, silly fun. You know, you you playing that, playing something like a Harvest Moon again. I totally see why and where Zanga got their idea for Farmville, and why it had such mass appeal for such a long time. Even with the, oh, you're out of energy, come back tomorrow or pay us money. Right. You know, plus it's window, it's, 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 uh, window, window, you can put it in a windowed mode. It doesn't need a lot of resources, so I can farm, water my plants, do work, <laughs> minimize it, do work, do this, answer emails, answer phone calls, do whatever, and then just
1: open it back up again. Um, it's on Steam, right?
0: Yes, it's on yeah. Steam, good old games, you can buy it from the dev uh they're all it's all 15 bucks i totally would not say you'd go wrong and it's very rare to make a recommendation of this type but if you like those types of games if you like animal crossing if you like harvest moon if you like viva Pinata, if you like if you liked farmville and just didn't admit it to your facebook friends uh <laughs> you can have that same type of experience you know i'm almost through my first year in the game and I haven't even touched a uh, like a tenth of what I could be doing, yet. So it's, you, if if you are willing to 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 play with what the game offers, you're not going to run out of things to do for variety. That is for sure. Okay. And I legitimately said, "Hey, I got 15 extra bucks this week. Why don't I buy this? Since I talked about it last week on the show, put my money where my mouth is for once. Buy it. See if it's see if it's as good as I thought it." was and it definitely was so uh moving on did you
1: see that microsoft shut down lion's head and killed fable legends yes i did i i, I actually you reminded me that I'm, I'm i was supposed to break that news to wanda but that but, because she's a, she is a fable fan so <clears throat> but i i, I neglected to
0: i what do you think I still, I'm still undecided on 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 all of this, and it, it's what what were your thoughts on all of this?
1: Well, I mean, as far as as far as their how how the the Fable series has been going, I, I thought I did think Fable three was a bit of a step back, and and then Fable they re released uh, the HD upgrade of Fable one, which was still kind of buggy, even though it was a remake of, a, of an older game. Um, I, I'm not sure where they were gonna go with Fable. It seems like they kind of put all their eggs into the into the Fable basket. It, it's too bad. I, I, it's too bad that that it's gone. I don't. Know, I don't know if they'll have somebody else develop a, a Fable game. I mean, it is a pretty recognizable uh, brand, but it's um, it's too. It, it, I, I my, my first thought is that it's it's kind of too bad.
0: Yeah, they also closed a studio in Denmark, uh, Press Play Studios. Working on Project Knoxville. Believe it or not, I've got this. is from um, Xbox.com. The actual Microsoft thing. It just appeared in my in my Twitter feed like an hour before it broke on all the blogs. I don't even really remember who posted it, but it was one of those ones that I saw like right ahead of the wave, and so I actually had time to process my thoughts before other people's rage or whatever emotions you know might have filtered in to my own thoughts. So it was kind of nice for once I I'm the, the immediate grand Canyon size jump to conclusions that some of the blogging media had was rarehead better grab its ass with both hands. I think that is a bit <laughs> premature and fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but, but still possible. I mean, As much as I get tired of the air raid sirens screaming every time a a non-indie company does something, i.e. a corporation, which we're going to get more into here in a bit, the uh, Legends had had its fair fair share of issues. Mm -hmm. And while my partner in Crime Agent K, from all observations I've made, hates Peter Molyneux. And there's a lot of... People of his age that share that feeling (laughs) and they're not wrong in it. Fable 1, 2, and 3 are the reason why I still give him somewhat of a pass. And this kind of proves my suspicion that as much as Peter is a liar and needs never learn when to shut the fuck up (laughs) or when to not oversell stuff, there's a reason he got to that point where he could do stupid stuff like he did with goddess and some of his other own adventures. And I don't Mm -hmm. mean games. I mean, in marketing PR and and running his mouth, you know, and you kind of always have to, you kind of always have to wonder what the content's going to be after, um, a designer and, and person like him leaves, you know? I guess the best way for me to sum him up is I compartmentalize him. I put, I put him into two halves. I can separate the, his achievements from his utter stupidity and diarrhea mouth. A lot of people can't, and they have valid reasons for not being able to. I just, I played all the Fable games. I thought 3 was a step back, but not as a massive a step back as the, uh, as the Horde probably did. It was yeah. still a fine game. It, just, it was a, a letdown from 2. Hell, half the fun of two was Pat and I raging over the fact that the camera sucked in multi, and we couldn't do anything together. Finally, get Pat in a game to finally get Pat in a game that's you know not predominantly about guns, and that's nothing against Pat. He loves those kind of games, so fair play. But and the experience for him was just utter dreck. I mean, it was just I felt so horrible, you know. I, and I mean, honestly, I don't. I it was happenstance that he had it and I had it, and I think Gunsage had it. Um, but it's just I really wish his his uh his one time trek I guess you'd say into something that that wasn't Nintendo and had swords and magic and stuff was better than Fable 2's multi treated us. Yeah, and I don't remember how how much he played it by himself, but um, but you know I, I just what else is Lionhead known for without Fable Legends? Now, believe it or not, I casually know somebody that worked on Fable Legend. She was on an episode of this podcast a long time ago when she was a student. Rachel, uh, I don't remember her last name, and I'm not going to say it. But, but she said nothing on Twitter that would have been inside baseball information. But she seemed legitimately depressed and, and thought that a lot of good work had gone into Fable Legend. And I respect her opinion just because she seems like a very honest, forthcoming person, always has. uh, Even back in the day when she did stayed up way too late in the UK and did one episode of the podcast with us. So, you know, I have mixed emotions about it. And to be honest, there's going to be a lot of people, especially Agent K, if he hears this, it's going to kill me. It it really should go back to Molineux's hands. Mm
1: -hmm. I
0: know that's almost heresy, but I think that's part of the problem. You know, I mean, look at the drop-off of some of the Halo stuff, you know, and and Gears of War has got some issues since Cliffy left town, you know, and we're going to find out if there's (laughs) Gears of War 4 reboot, remaster. Oh, my God, Marcus Fenix found somebody to have sex with. That's creepy. Uh, (laughs) Have you heard about that, that it's his kid? No. Oh, you haven't? Yes, the next Gears of War, Gears of War 4, Mm Mm-hmm. Is starring Marcus Phoenix's son. Okay. Try to get that image out of your head that it produces, <laughs> and he's human. Yeah. So he didn't. Have, he didn't. He didn't mate with one of the aliens. I can't remember <laughs> the name of the race from Gears of, Gears of War. Talk about milk in a franchise. But yeah, I. Uh, for people like Wanda, I. I wouldn't hold out hope that it doesn't show up again someday, but it's going to be a while would be my guess. I mean, does that sound about right to you?
1: Well, I mean, if, if, if the Fable franchise was in a better state, they probably wouldn't be closing it, right? Is that what you think? That the game just wasn't meeting up to snuff and they couldn't find anything else for Lionhead
0: to do? I mean, because that's the thing. Microsoft, if they were going to close Rare because they weren't making original Rare games, they would have done that like when they killed Connect. Yeah, that's right. You
1: know, uh, I, I, think, I mean, they must have looked at what the predicted numbers of what they think the fable franchise is worth, versus what the, what the, the cost of, of what they're putting into it, and and did the math. I mean, it, it, it I, I hate the, you know, ha- having that, you know, people are, people's lives are affected and jobs and all that stuff. But I mean, you got you got to cut your cut your losses and move on if, if it's if it's not going to work or not going to get you back what you invest, right? This is business.
0: Well, that's the, that's the thing that you I know you try to do, or at least it's always seemed like you try to do, and I, and I do. I just have to take a deep breath and look at it without the emotional attachment of the people involved. I feel sorry for everybody that works at Lionhead, but then you have to look at it just from the nuts and bolts perspective, and that's what this looks like to me. I mean, I just have to remember that a lot of my Twitter feed, even though they're in positions in media that probably pay four times what I make in a year— Probably not, but I'm being a bitter asshole. Uh they're also young. <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so that getting emotionally hyped one way or another, or, or emotionally rot one way or another, is just a byproduct of that of, of of a certain age range, and it seems to be getting wider with every passing year, it seems like. But the way my brain works, yeah, the the, the nuts and bolts dollars and sense of it didn't seemed like it was panning out. Uh I, I know from my own thing, because I don't have an Xbox One, if it had come out, unless it came out same day on PC and nothing else was out, it mm-hmm. was going to be a bargain bench purchase for me. I would have played it so that I could continue to play the series. Um I did now that's boring that they it got super great reviews and ran great on PC and so on and so forth. Then it probably would have got bumped up the list because I do have a lot of fond memories of Payable, and I do did love a lot of the features and and uh, other things of the franchise. But it, it, at the same time, too, it it definitely wasn't like top of the radar f- even for me. That doesn't bode well in the just nuts and bolts reality of how the world works. Mm-hmm. I have to say the the immediate oh god rare you better get ready you're probably next without a hint of irony tweets, did catch me off guard. I did not see that. I can usually kind of predict where the Cadillac Horde is going to go and their reactions to stuff. That I did not see coming. So well done, Horde. For once you got me, you got me. (laughs) You surprised me. I mean, Rare's got that new pirate game coming out, and I've quietly told a few people this. If it does well, and if it's fun to play, you could see rare having a resurgence. You're not going to make the people that want all the old rare classics just redone over and over again mm-hmm. happy with that. Um, but at the same time, you know, it could breathe breathe new life in a studio. So, uh, moving on. I don't want to get into the other thing that we're going to recover from last week because that's going to be a lot, even more of me talking. God knows how. What is that? Let's do the sony thing you passed to me. Uh John past, posted this uh earlier this evening. It's from Tech Insider who I've actually I've heard of and and I actually think I I think the guy that wrote this Ben Gilbert used to write for Joystick or Polygon I think. Yeah,
1: he used to be on Joystick. Thank you. Yeah. Was he on one of their podcasts? Is that how you know? Um yeah, he was well he was you, you remember me talking about the joystick uh, podcast appreciation group, right? And he, yes, he was a, I, he was, I also apologize for that water being on air. I thought I was muted and I wasn't. Stupid mouse. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, well, but
0: I do remember that group.
1: Yeah, he was in the he was in the JPEG and 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 became a a joystick uh, staff member over the course of that while that thing was was hot, and so he was he was like the weekend guy, like he he wrote wrote. The Weekend Post and stuff. And he um, I think he ended up on some of the podcasts as well. But he wasn't like a main host. But he, but he would show up as a fill-in, I think, if I recall.
0: He's written but, a couple articles where I know... I think he was somewhere between Joystick going down and This Place. Mm-hmm. I know he's written a couple articles. Maybe it was back in the Joystick days where I took the freaking internet hammer to him. <laughs> but... <laughs> his article that John linked was prepare yourself the playstation 4 virtual reality headset will be expensive and he goes on to list a ton of reasons why that we don't need to get into i don't think for the purposes of whatever discussion we're going to have here i mean if you want to bring up points john i have scanned through it um there was a supposed quote from one of the sony higher ups and it didn't compute with me i had had not had enough coffee it was that early morning not enough coffee taking care of daily chores on the internet (laughs) time period Mm -hmm. where somebody from Sony even kind of said, Hey, it's probably going to be the price of a console. Yeah. And there was another Sony upper upper echelon who kind of admitted that, yeah, Oculus Rift is probably a little better quality than what we're going to produce. What, I mean, what were your thoughts and your reasoning behind posting this in, in the Facebook group? I, I, it seems like you 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 had something have something on your mind about all of this.
1: Well, it kind of connects to what we talked about in previous episodes about you know price of of <clears throat> of Sony's you know, VR headset and and you know that price will dictate you know very likely how it's it's success or or if it just if it gets grouped in with the other ones. I mean, the all. I'm sure they'll all sell some amount, but I, I do think that. That Sony, you know, being the third to to come into it and announce their what their price is going to be, again, I, I think they I think they have an opportunity if if they can afford to 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 take it. Um, <clears throat> so you know, reading it, just I thought it was a, a pretty succinct, uh, you know, list of of the different reasons why it won't be as cheap as you know a hundred dollar peripheral. It'll be, it has a nice OLED screen and. All those kinds of things that will make it that'll bump that price up um I didn't notice i I'm, I'm sorry if I missed it I didn't notice anything here about the added attachment that you'll need to bump up the p s four uh processing power but but you know but as but as far as the full list of of things that the um that the v r headset will have like the you know the the accelerometers and the hundred degree field of views and the and the high refresh rates and all that stuff. That all that all adds to the price tag, and so if it, I, I just I just thought it was it'd be a good way to to summarize what we what we've talked about, and, and see if there's anything that we missed. There
0: really isn't. I mean, the wait will be over because they've got some kind of schmazzle at GDC, which is going to be probably the only damn thing we cover from GDC because that has become such an elitist. The people that voted in that. I software poll clusterfuck that I just, it's not for us average slobs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Saying that, I know at least four people personally that will be giving lectures at it. I'm an asshole. And they know that. (laughs) Those four (laughs) particular people know that. It's the shtick. If you haven't figured out in 389 episodes at this point, I can't help you. But um, I'm not shocked. And somebody's not going to be who de- determines if this tech lives or dies into the next generation that I've never stopped jammering about. They're, if this thing costs four or 500 bucks, it's the next move. and they've wasted so much time and talent
1: to um, you know to, to, to even bother with it. Mm-hmm. So, so you know what Ben has here, he's saying, you know possibly 300. To five hundred in the three hundred dollar range, you know the price. The price of a Wii U is is that getting is that is that too far out there as well? Do you think that's towing the line? Um, That comes back to
0: your constant refrain and a absolutely correct one. Just because we say it all the time doesn't mean it's not right. Um, It's going to need software, Mm -hmm. and that's where the PC right now. And even barring Microsoft's latest attempt at being stupid, we'll get into that too tonight. Um, console has a hard enough time getting software for its regular console. It doesn't matter. And I said console, not Sony, because MS has the same fucking problem. They don't. They have made it such a a, a, a difficult journey, even now, to get your game on a console. MS is worse, but Sony isn't. Isn't much better. That the PC. It's going to be a much better place to breed and nu- n- nurture? nurture devs who either move into VR or just from the ground up start making VR games. You know, because it's just such a wider market. You have so much more potential to, to do it yourself. I have, I have the Unity 5 engine currently sitting on my PC. I've been tinkering around with it. I had Unreal on there a couple months ago, you know. Didn't cost me a damn thing, wouldn't cost me a damn thing until I published something. You can't do that with the Xbox One or the PS4. You know. Three hundred dollars makes me more comfortable with them having having the lead. But can we even you know, I mean, Gilbert does a great job here comparing it price wise and so on and so forth to to Facebook and the Hive Mind. Um the vibe needed a name. I actually like the Vibe name, but I've been making fun of Oculus Rift, so it's now The Hive Mine. Uh, I actually saw a tutorial of The Hive Mine from Jack Frags, one of the YouTubers I really like, Shooter Gamer, uh, and his ghetto setup. I, it's remarkably less complicated than I thought it would be, and you can put it in a small space, which was always my issue and quandary with Connect and this office. Mm-hmm. like I'd feel comfortable with the HTC Vive and probably Facebook list in this office. Uh much more so than I would have Connect. And I'm only bringing up Connect cuz it's really a lot of the same stuff, which also gives me confidence that maybe Microsoft might actually be the one that has a clue what they're fucking doing, even with a $3000 dev kit <laughs> with uh, HoloLens and augmented reality. Slash VR, but is it even fair to compare these? Isn't Sony kind of running in its own race?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I I think Sony is going for it as close to entry level as it probably can. VR.
0: Right, and so how do you quantify that? I mean, are we? I guess we're going to have to go strictly off sales numbers.
1: I think it'll have to be. I mean, that's not
0: how the the media and the hive mind will do it, because I mean, the HTC Vive has actually sold pretty good. Sold Mm -hmm. 15,000 on launch day. Pretty impressive. At 800 bucks a
1: pop. 800 bucks a pop, yeah.
0: But I also should say that when I watched Jack Freggs' video, and he is a hardcore, dedicated YouTuber, plays a lot of CSGO, a lot of shooter games, I saw three computers in his space. (laughs) Now, I can tell you that one of those was for the vibe, one of those was for gaming on, one of those was for rendering and making videos on. That's kind of the kind of capital outlay you have to put have to put out if you want to be even make an attempt at a successful YouTube career. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the third one was probably for for the vibe, or it could have been a server rack. But I saw three separate boxes in his office space or dungeon, as he was calling it. I got to say, I've got slightly more space in my dungeon than he does, and is in the UK. But, um. But to see guys like that get it, guys like that who potentially could be more traditional, you know, keyboard, he's the one that said, go, keyboard and mouse will always be superior to controller. And I kind of went, you know, Jack, I got, I, I love your videos, got a lot of respect for you, but dude, get over it. <laughs> Why even say it at this point? You know, we're better than that as ga- as gamers and as PC gamers, you know, and it also makes us sting less when somebody with a controller hands you your ass. Uh, But I, I, just, I think for, for WonderPod or, or or anything we do, anything I do, I think I'm going to base Sony's success solely off of how many they sell and how many studios they can get on board to make games for it. You know, because we don't know if dev kits have gone out. I have not seen anything anywhere about dev kits. Have you?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Yeah, and so, I mean, it, it just... It's going to be interesting. Like I said, they have they have a a thing set up for um for GDC next week, which I will keep an eyeball on, and so we'll probably talk about this one more if if, if they announce. I'll make you this promise, audience, who I know has got to be getting sick of rerun topics every week, but it's it's the nature of the beast right now. We really can't get away from it unless we start doing something else. Um. <laughs> That that if Sony announces that it'll be the last year about VR unless something just earth shattering or E3 happens, whichever happens first. Um, Any final thoughts on the Sony thing? I mean, like, like this, uh, I guess I'll ask you this and then you can give find any final thoughts on top of that. Does the fact that it's going to have VR have any
1: weight to you in your console buying plans? Um, I I would have to wait and see. I don't think I I wouldn't I wouldn't be a day one purchaser, as much as sometimes it's fun to be on the on trying to be, to try to feel like you're on the cutting edge. But, but it's um, it's a lot for me. It's a lot of bread. It's a, it's a big investment for for what hopefully doesn't turn into the PlayStation move. The, the the track history the track history of the of this extra stuff that Sony does. As much as I think they have the chance to 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 to, to get ahead, uh, they, they do have the chance to you know screw the pooch
0: well given what ms is up to they're not going to have any competition from the xbox one in this realm in this realm no uh for a long time to come would be my guess like like year two Mm -hmm. and i think that's going to i don't think ms cares yeah and i think they're wise not to care
1: well i mean the good thing i mean I mean the one thing about the move th- th- we keep going back to that but the move is that the move was sort of the response to the Wii you know and it's like as much as it was more advanced and more accurate it still felt like some catch up going on rather than innovating so this this is i mean granted they're following up the, you know the other two at this point but <clears throat> in the home console you know entry level space they would they would be the the, the forefront really Right, tagging into this, did
0: we talk about last week how Phil Spencer basically walked back to all, all the talk of upgradable Xboxes? Do I have this left in here from last week, or was this this week? I guess I could look. Oh, no, it was this week. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically by Monday, Spencer had talked about walked back <laughs> all of some PC gamers' hopes that you could modify your Xbox, you know. I can think of one or two yo-yos that I know casually that got I can't even I can't even begin to give you a number of 360s and PS4, PS3s that they got banned (laughs) because they were modded Mm -hmm. or uh, with the intention of maybe not playing by the rules. So I kind of, I kind of hope that the audience got, we were speculating or giving you a possible scenario is, is did that come across to you when I was talking about it, that this is potential, this isn't, Anything MS has said, I fully expected this retraction.
1: I mean, oh, did... you your you, you, your your voice cut out on me for a second there. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, with well, there was a clue that what do you think we
0: did a good job last week or two weeks ago of of, of indicating that the the concept of upgradable Xboxes was speculation, not.
1: Yeah, I think so. I I I, I know for my part that I I definitely was. Um, a little dismissive of the idea just because i wouldn't want to be at it <laughs> no i wouldn't want to be doing it and i didn't see i didn't see how they'd have space in your local best buy for all these upgradable xbox 360 xbox one parts <clears throat> this didn't seem likely to me so i think i think we dispelled the, the thought
0: well i wanted it out there as a as a well, I was trolling the audience a little bit because watching console gamers panic is hilarious and entertaining for me. Just, honestly, even if I owned one, I wouldn't care. I'm going to put my money in PC long before I put it into another fucking console. I still think we could see the the three different versions that I was talking about, or mm-hmm. one every year. I love that. I think you started bringing that up, then we fleshed it out, the Apple approach. Yes. Um. But the you know the the whole concept of uh, you know the the whole concept of, of upgradable was done as wild speculation. If you didn't catch that last,
1: time. <laughs> I mean,
0: I wasn't shocked at all when Monday morning, mid morning, it popped up in my news feeds that, that Spencer was on Major Nelson's podcast and anywhere else he could get his hands on. I think I think honestly Spencer just let the media run with it and knew he was just mm-hmm. gonna have to <laughs> say something at some point. Which rolls us into the next thing that has to do with MS. Okay, Windows 10 has this oh uh, shit. Windows Games Universal platform. Fuck. I've already the universal Windows platform, it's 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 a gaming centric thing for PC. And I started seeing some kafuffle when the Tomb Raider reboot came out because it came out on this Windows ten games thing and it's basically like an app. Uh they they're looking at games as apps. That's one way to look at it. That's kind of the way people looking to already tear this down in flames um are 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 chiding it. But it's not been out very long the first game that was kind of tied to it was the tomb raider reboot Mm -hmm. which oh by the way you can also buy on steam (laughs) so problem solved and the biggest cries i saw about it was you couldn't full screen full screen my suspicion would be it was windowed full screen which really doesn't make a fuck ton of difference Unless you're that anal 1%. And V-Sync was forced on, um, which, again, that shouldn't have happened. But I could think of, nothing was game-breaking to me. But, again, you have the corporate, you know, air raid siren. They're going to screech at the drop of a hat. And, and yeah, honestly, that's the most frustrating thing about doing this podcast at this point. As there's so many people that I respect and do great work on so many things, and then they go into corporate air raid mode, and it's just like, shut the fuck up. You just, you legitimately want to find a way to communicate with them and tell them to shut the fuck up. (laughs) We get it. We fucking get it. And you're not helping the situation by screeching about it. Which leads us to the number one screecher, and I'm also going to tell you why this screecher had no business screeching and should have shut the fuck up. Actually, I have two reasons. Epic Games... Anyway, so the Universal Windows thing, basically it's Microsoft attempting to make a walled garden. We talked about it either in last week's show or two weeks ago. This is just more of that. Epic Games co-founder Tim Sweeney has railed against Microsoft. Pay attention to who I said that was and what company. Strongly criticizing the company's universal Windows platform, saying the tech giant is moving to lock down the PC ecosystem. Pay attention to that phrase, because I think we've heard it before. A co-founder of the Unreal Engine house Epic, Sweeney is head of one of Microsoft's most prominent partners in the video game industry. Giving his public criticism of Microsoft that much more weight. All right, stop it right there. <laughs> This could take a while. John, right there in those statements, what do you think I'm thinking as to why Sweeney, without even telling you what he said, beyond what I read there, should just uh, shut the fuck up and should have never opened his mouth?
1: <laughs> why do I think he shouldn't open his mouth? No, no.
0: What, why did you? What, what? Basically, what do you think I'm going to say here in a minute? <laughs> just take a wild guess as to why I think he never should have opened his mouth and part of that paragraph is horseshit (laughs)
1: um (laughs) well i mean i mean it it echoes what we heard um from from our old buddy gabe right and notch and notch and uh yeah and didn't do them very good either so i think i think it'll be along those lines that's number one but
0: why why specifically epic and the and the unreal thing because if you go read his his editorial in the Guardian Guardian he brings that up. But why do you why do you think I'm about to tee off on the on the the unreal thing?
1: Mm, I'm not sure. Okay.
0: Yes, we heard this same belly aching with Windows 8, which amazingly, from Jim Sterling to Ben Couture to other, I think Ben wrote about it. He usually does. I read so much of his shit anyways, but he's gone so far in the fucking VR bandwagon. I'm not reading him as much as I had been. They, they they skipped over the Windows 8 disaster and went right back to Games for Windows Live, which was actually Vista and, part, mm-hmm. and a little bit 7 as as the harbinger of the end times, also defeating their own screaming, bellyaching, crying points, because Microsoft at this point has failed at this twice, will most likely fail at this again, <laughs> which makes me even madder about... Five minutes into this life of this thing, that the air raid siren screaming, which I'll get the the reason for that in a minute, but yeah, I I mean Gaben went nuts, you know. But hey, don't worry about it. Last I saw, SteamOS must have sixty percent market share at this point, right? Just this is where I need crickets, cricket soundboard for to be able to push a button on my keyboard where fucking crickets come in (laughs) because it's got no market share, none. Because Gaben is an idiot. Still love you, Gabe. Don't ban me in CS:GO. Um, <laughs> don't fact. Like Three, please. Yeah. The, <laughs> no. No. Just don't fact ban me in CS:GO. Because um, I still like to play it occasionally. The second thing, Epic is such a bunch of lawyers. God, I hate fucking Sweeney. Yes, they made the Unreal Engine for other people to make games with. Please name for me the last game from Epic that actually. Its main release was on a PC. I'll wait while you try and think of one.
1: <laughs> That's only release was on a PC?
0: Then No, that its main release. It might have got ports later, but its first like first thrust of the knife was on PC. Oh, well, it was on Unreal on Tournament, right? Yeah, which would have been 2005. Mm-hmm. 11 fucking
1: years 11 ago. years ago, yeah.
0: I, I mean, it's just so fucking... And then this asshat, who wrote this? Chris Kerr. Your writing's awesome, Chris, but your subject matter is such crap. I just... (laughs) Unreal Engine is a game engine. It doesn't need this UWP to function. And there's not a lot of people that have moved to Windows 10. And oh, by the way, just as I said a minute ago, uh, Tomb Raider came out on Steam. You didn't need it, as far as I know. Mm -hmm. That I could be incorrect on. But we would have seen so much more screaming about VSync and no true Windows and no for, no true full screen and no 4K and no nothing for me to fap all over my monitors on if that had been the case. But that's the thing—they are an engine creator, which oh by the way also works on Linux and SteamOS. So it's just the same fucking chorus, twenty-seventh verse, you know. So let's get through with the story and then and then we'll try to wrap this up quickly expressing his anger at microsoft's decision to use the universal's window windows platform oh which by the way has been like two three games at most i think which Mm -hmm. allows devs to create apps that run on any windows 10 device be it a pc xbox tablet or smartphone sweeney told developers they must fight the move or cede control of their titles actually i'm going to stop there again (laughs) How 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 long do you think, if this thing continues, if this UWP continues, mm-hmm. how long do you think it would take until his prophecy comes true? If this continues, if it becomes a bigger thing, if MS goose steps down the streets of mm-hmm. PC land, how long would it take until complete domination?
1: <laughs> what did we say about, um, was it last week or the week before, we were talking about... How long it would take for one singular uh, system to take to be the 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 only player in the game? Well,
0: one singular type of system.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this is is sort of we're kind of talking about that again a little bit, right? You know, it would take uh, quite a while, (laughs) forever, maybe.
0: It would never happen. (laughs) Yeah, that's the problem. Microsoft is moving against the entire PC industry. Do you just picture, like, fucking Poland 1939 when you see this? Like, they have that level of fear. It's, you know, I mean, it's it's the Nazis marching in. And it's like, let me get through this. I I just, ugh. Microsoft, uh, including consumers. No shit. That would be part of the PC industry, I think. And games in particular. Software development such as Epic Games, publishers like EA and Activision, and distributors also a publisher, like Valve and good old games, wrote the Gears of War developer. He's the president of the company. I seriously doubt he's done much dev work. Microsoft has launched new PC Windows features exclusively in UWP and is effectively telling developers you can use these Windows features only if you submit to the control of our lockdown UWP ecosystem. Oh, by the way, I've, never, I've yet to see a list of what these features are. Could not find one. Mm-hmm. Somebody'd like to point one out to me on Twitter, maybe our bullshit detector. I'd be happy to see it.
1: <laughs>
0: Get on it, Roger <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The problem here isn't that Microsoft is trying to build out its Windows Store, but rather that its universe is locked down, meaning it's not about they're becoming Apple. Oh we oh ho Chimin. I mean, it's just it's continuous. The reason I'm teeing off this much is they couldn't have picked a worse person to put out in front of the horde on this. Mm-hmm. Sweeney's been caught lying previously <laughs> He used to employ Cliffy Which is going to make a lot of people Not just me, I know See, this was this is the only mistake With deciding to continuously And religiously hammer on somebody Throughout the life of a podcast When I actually want to make a fair point about it Nobody's going to take me seriously Because I've done nothing but flown Cliffy For five years no, Totally <laughs> um, But but it, he just doesn't have the credence. If this had been Gary, if this had been Romero, if this had been uh, Tim Schafer, if this had been, oh, fuck, uh, the crazy ice cream fan guy, David. Uh, if this had been Gabe again, I might have even taken Gabe more seriously. No, no, I wouldn't have. No, probably not. No, no, not with Steve O.S. out. <laughs> if Notch had said it again, I probably would have taken him more seriously because he's out, uh, quote, unquote, out of development now. Mm -hmm. his Twitter feed is much more fun to watch I I actually watch him tap dance through a a social media minefield i.e. the new Ghostbusters movie he Mm -hmm. did it with class and brilliance that I just have not seen on social media stating his case of why he didn't like it yet also saying that he understood it was a touchy subject and this doesn't make him this this and this just because he didn't like it and there was very few people who could freaking come at him and they tried but the, let me tell you something. Marcus Person is a fucking genius. <laughs> I mean, I, I knew that, but and there's a lot of things I he he says or does that sometimes I just go, really, dude? Come on, knock it off. You're not indie anymore. But at the same time, he, he just you cannot help but respect the dude. So I would have been willing to listen to him. But you put the fucking Gears of War developer. One of a The Xbox plat, you know, and I mean, that's where it does still give him some legitimacy. Mm -hmm. But my big problem here, actually, hearing all of this, do you have what are any thoughts, future doom and gloomings, anything you'd like to say about this before I do ask you one question or a couple questions? Well,
1: I've I've I, I saw the headlines and I saw the complaints about it and losing control. Like he he definitely is a weird choice for, I mean. Epic Games is one of the flagship, flagships of the Microsoft, you know, this generation. So for him to come out and and get in, with, the, with the Gears and, the, and all that stuff, for him to come out and be the one, it, it's definitely weird and off-putting. I, I, I have, I totally understand why why you want to tee off on all this. So it it it's weird, and it's weird that it hasn't been other anyone else that's really been, you know. Um, Carrying the same message as much as this guy,
0: well, and then he walked back a lot of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, So you know, once you start flaking on your on your arguments, you're 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 taking away uh, the, the weight that you're that you're hoping to put on them.
0: See, that's the thing. I don't know if I said it when I teed off on Gabe in the last time, but one thing I will give Gabe and Notch credit for is they don't waffle dance. They don't get a rubber spine. This fucker has backed off so many statements about things. And their old liar king, Mark Rain, I don't know if he's still with the company or not. <laughs> Probably not, or it'd been him. Rain was actually worse than Sweeney, but it's just you're you're sounding the air raid siren, and then you're and then, <laughs> and then you're going, oh fuck, you mean you might not put out the next Gears of War on Xbox One? Eh. <laughs> And, you Mm -hmm. you know, you're not looking good in the process because that's what the horde's going to think. Let me me ask you this, though. Are we ever going to see innovation again? Let's take the corporate BS out of it. MS has tried this. Do I really need to tell you all the different ways why this is never going to happen And the PC universe? universe is way too varied and flexible to just get around this shit and make MS pack it in like they did the two other times they tried it? But is this going to kill true innovation from anybody, whether it's a corporate or new? Because this hasn't even had a chance to be fully implemented. We haven't had a chance for MS to get beat down a little bit like they did with Xbox One. It's just nonstop, all talking heads, screaming, calling this horrible, saying it should go away. And what I'm starting to see is anytime something doesn't fit with this oh, we must have an open world where things are, are good and, and corporations are gone and da da, da 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 that makes people just jump on it. But And also because they know it does page views and YouTube numbers. And hey, if I was in their position, I'd be right there with them. I wouldn't believe a fucking word I was saying, which means I wouldn't last too long at it, because <laughs> I at least mm-hmm. want to half believe what I'm saying or feel strongly about my opinion about something. But is it is are we getting to the point where this is just going to get so bad that you can't, do anything new because it's going to get killed by the fucking air raid siren. Oh god, here we go mm-hmm. before it ever gets legs.
1: Well, I mean, it seems like there's the air raid siren sounds, and then then there's a pile of backpedaling. You know, the innovation is oh, oh we're, we're sorry, we we dare to do that. I, th- I think I think you got a point. There, there might be a there's a chance that that innovation could be stifled This from fear of, of of the backlash. But I mean, I, I what I would well, you know, I I, I kind of hope what you might see is that <clears throat> you'll see more people, more people. It will drive people to stick to their guns a little bit more, and 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 stick, stay, you know <clears throat> stand behind their idea, the what they want, what they want to put across. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to see things get stifled now.
0: Well, and that's the thing. I can't get, I can't get it up because, of course, it didn't get anywhere near the coverage that his original thing did. But. Sweeney, the, this is the headline for the audience, at least. Apparently Reddit's having issues. Maybe somebody finally took them down. Uh, um, Sweeney admits there's no proof of evil plan by Microsoft. <laughs> That's, uh, could you imagine a lawyer or an accountant or any professional non-corporate entity trying to go to trial or trying to do, hell, your job? This would be like you doing your reports that you have to do without doing any of the tests. Without doing mm-hmm. any of the chemistry that you have to do to do those reports. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a fair assessment? This would be yeah. you, like you trying to do your job without doing half
1: your job. Not doing half the job. Yeah. <laughs> How yep. long
0: do you think you'd last if that were the case?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What, a exactly. day maybe? <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: That, I I am in no way endorsing UWP or Microsoft's attempt at a walled garden and I, I don't think you are either are you? No. No, no, no. But I no, need uh, facts to determine things, don't you? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Sorry, I cut you off. Go with your thought. Oh, and then it, it's I just fucked them.
1: No, no, you you're fine. You know, you just, I, I disagree like it, being able to, you know, look look at what's being on, what's on the table and and be able to consider all all the uh, all the options, all the variables, all the you know, and and make make a better a better educated you know decision on whether you're going to rail rail against this thing or whether you're going to support it. You know, you know, weighing weighing the the, the pros and cons. I mean, those those things should be done rather than you know flip the switch for the air raid, like you say.
0: Well, and the other thing here, and it's kind of neat to see this on Aristekna, which is usually leading the bandwagon of destroying corporations that they never seem to destroy or stop or change their behavior um, because they know the noise is going to go away in two weeks and then they'll be able to do whatever the fuck they want. The, the, this guy's opinion piece is that the, the PC platform is honestly a bit of a mess. And that's the dirty little secret. One benefit of the Mac closed garden. It's not, you don't have to deal with very many viruses, very little malware, you know, used to be the Apple, no viruses. I mean, they've had a few now, you know, the uniform platform means that when you get a piece of software for it, it's going to run, you know, every problem I've ever heard Glacinator run into with a mat with his Mac has been, it's too old. And then you, you flip to the console side and the, and, and, You basically just put a disk in or download a thing with a thing and it goes. You know, you don't have much screen tearing. You don't have a lot of the bugs that we run into, that I run into in PC that I have to tinker Mm -hmm. with. And so that's the other side of the coin that nobody wants to talk about because then it means, well, to a lot of people it means you're agreeing with MS's attempt at a walled garden. And that's where this issue goes from black and white anti-corporate to what it truly is, which is very gray. Mm -hmm. The thing that makes PC great and why we'll be able to ignore even Microsoft's most restrictive attempts, for the most part, is also what makes PC a fucking disaster area. You know, I don't know what you keep on your PC, but I have both a firewall and a virus protection that I run once a week. I run malware once a week, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Just because I, even though I'm, my adult cinema viewing is growing less and less, (laughs) I still, you still have to be, uh, you know, on top of that stuff, or you can end up with a very sluggish, disastrous PC. Yep. I think the problem becomes, though, that how do you make that wall guard, now, I'm not even going to state it as a statement of my own opinion. My question to you is: Let's do it that way. Can you make a walled garden that still gives the flexibility and freedom that PC gaming and PC in general enjoys today? Meaning, cleaning up some of the mess, yet still retaining the flexibility and stuff that we enjoy today. Is that even possible in your mind?
1: Mm, the people who curate the the garden would have to would have to be very flexible themselves. They'd have to. You know, open the gates and let and let them run free within 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 their walls. I, I I don't. I mean, there had to be some level of understanding about you know the the parameters that you're you know the box you're in. But I I don't think it would I don't it would necessarily you know keep PC gaming from being what it could be. There might, I guess I guess there was some level. That, I mean, there had to be a mutual understanding of what the what the what the parameters are.
0: Well, also, too, uh, Games for Windows Live was so piss-poorly implemented and at a time when what it takes to make games, and that's why I'm not reading you this Ars Technic article. Basically, his, his stated opinion, uh, the, the, he would be Peter Bright, is that it would make things cleaner, less likely for hackers, less likely for malware that the old APIs and, and things that I have a rough understanding of, but would make for very crappy podcasting, <laughs> you know, uh, he's not wrong, but that's that's where you get the more grayness. It's, it's just too unwieldy an issue. But that also, too, if you're panicked, if you're a PC gamer and panicked about this UWP, that's why it'll never work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can't lock down something that's been this wild west for this long, not in five minutes anyway. Yeah, right. it, it it could very well happen. I just wish, as a community, media, developers, little guys like us, we'd give it five more minutes before sounding the air raid. Because the, the the bottom line is, whether you wait three months to see what MS does with it, or you start it now, five minutes into the thing, and I'm being a little facetious, so I'm not entirely sure how long ewp UW, has been a thing. I don't have Ten yet. You still have a large, large space to get it killed off. Mm -hmm. But simply because the medium is that wild and woolly. Yeah.
1: Less of the Wild West.
0: Yeah. But, well, but at the same time, it is the Wild West. It's always been the Wild West.
1: Right. Oh, true.
0: I, I think that... I think if you want to have cross play and f- cross sharing and, and, and other features so that like you and I could play a game when you're on a console and I'm on a PC, you're going to have, a, have to have a little bit of walling of the garden. What I'd like to see is Microsoft make this so that you can opt in or opt out. You get some You get some goodies if you opt in. But at the same time, too, opting in doesn't mean that you can't sell it other places without opting in.
1: Yeah. No, that's right.
0: I mean, bottom line, this is going to fail miserably. It always does. And you know what? It ain't going to have a fucking thing to do with the Air 8 Siren crowd. It's going to be PC gamers ignoring it. Is what it. That's what killed the last two. Yeah, I mean probably. If, you, if yeah. you go back and dig up the tape from when Gaben was flipping out about Windows 8, it's probably what I said then, too. I probably could cut and paste (laughs) out of that old file and I don't even remember what show it was. Because that's exactly what we did. I never even used, well, I did use Windows 8 but on nothing I gamed on. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's too big an audience to corral that easily. As easily as some of these air sirens are trying to make it sound. I I just think we have a responsibility not to stampede the ignorant. Is really where I'm starting to twist my focus (laughs) when I'm doing things that end up in public, mm-hmm. there's too many people that are just willing to drop at the drop of a hat, rage in ignorance at anything that, that people like Tim Sweeney, Jim Sterling, God help us all us have a responsibility to, to fully understand what their air raid about before they air siren. you know, I, and I've said that too many times. I know, but it's amusing me. Hmm. And I just that—that's all I want. I just—I just want these people to to get a much better picture. I don't know what YouTube UWP is going to be. Maybe you know, maybe in six months, and YouTube or WonderPod or WonderPod Online or something like that, I'll, I'll be saying, "Hey, it's the greatest thing ever. It's going to change gaming like you know, like we never figured it could." But I don't think we'll ever get there. I think it'll be dead in the water before then, partly due to the air, early air raid sirening and mostly because PC gamers will ignore it because yeah. they're set in their ways and they're used to Steam and... <laughs> or Origin when they absolutely have to to play Battlefield.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's enough show for me if it's enough show for you. Yeah, I'm good. went take a quick sip of water where you're saying that. You're good. <laughs> and, oh, okay. and I, I couldn't find my mute button fast enough. Couldn't get it, didn't get it shut or hit earlier. I had, oh, okay. I'm gonna let the audience in on a little inside baseball. Uh, I said, I think on the show last week that I got a mouse, a new mouse. It has two settings: one I have set up for web browsing, and one I have set up for gaming. The gaming one is a lot faster. I had it set on the gaming one, <laughs> would be why I've been having so many problems clicking things tonight. <laughs> it's a little too sensitive for desktop stuff. <laughs> Oops. On that note, if you'd like to get in touch with us about anything we talked about this week, we'll try and do, I don't know, we'll try and do something different next week. It seems like all we talk about is Windows 10, VR, <laughs> and stupid people. Uh, stupid people, things probably never going to change. But, anyways, we have a ton of ways you can do that. First off, is Facebook, what's well, Wonderpod Online? Shoot a friend request. Also on Twitter, at Wonderpod Online, at Wonderpod Online. Uh, we have a website, it's wonderpodonline.com, wonderpodonline.com. Great thing about the website is it's a archive for the entire catalog of this podcast. And when I post the podcast there, I post an embedded player. So if you want to go back and listen to episode one, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, <laughs> but you can do it if you want. The embedded player is still there. I did check not too long back. Actually, I don't know if episode one's on there. I'll have to go and look. I know at least episode 10 is, up on up. But uh, we are also on your favorite MP3 sites, iTunes. We're also on Archive.org. For those of you that don't like iTunes, uh, just search WonderPod. We have a bunch of YouTube channels. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. WonderPod Online has a YouTube channel. Glacenator has a YouTube channel. Uh, The What Chris Does YouTube channel. And the Olivia made this YouTube channel. Two of our good friends from over in the UK. Uh, Agent K has one too, but he never posts anything on it because he's a jackass. Uh, da, 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 da. Hey, That's good enough If you, if none of that works for you We have an email account It's wonderpod at wonderpodonline.com Wonderpod at wonderpodonline.com Or you can follow me on Twitter I've been posting more recently How long that lasts, who knows Or I-G-I-M Or you can follow John on Twitter
1: John Kehoe, J-O-N-K-E-H-O-E
0: Until episode 290 Quiglin, answer your damn phone I'm out of here, see you people
1: Cheers Oh, <laughs>